0: Well, welcome everyone to the Redemption Tempe podcast. It is good to jump back in with a, another non-controversial, totally easy discussion on faith and politics. We're in the midst of our King of Kings campaign, where we're seeking to follow Jesus through the this crazy election season. And at the core of this campaign, it, we have these 10 commitments that we're inviting people to sign on yeah. to uh, about how to have a conduct in a way that honors Christ in the midst of this, and that we've also encouraged people to jump in in these political discipleship groups, these politically diverse groups uh, of people who are going to try to find a local issue that they can work on together. Uh, And part of the campaign is us reflecting um, on this podcast and on video about this framework that we've set up about the four political religions, essentially that there are... Religions, functional religions that people are converting to in our day that are uh, like political movements and are are we're not really making the case for any candidates. Uh, we wouldn't even agree on candidates around this table. Um, <laughs> no. it's, yeah. But Emma's would be wrong. But we wouldn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Jim, on I candidates. was going to say you. You, yeah. you wow. were going to say oh, that. Yeah. I was and, that's, and that's why what? Jim is sure you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is. You are for sure wrong. Yeah. Um, so with that said, um, we're not we're not talking about candidates. We're not talking about particular policies, but we're talking about how these particular movements could function as religions and draw us away from Christ. So we've been spending the last couple weeks describing these different movements. And last week, we talked about the religion of progress. This week, we're going to talk about the religion of responsibility and do some reflection on that, both the good and the bad, the creational good, how it's fallen Um, And so before we jump in, I'd love to introduce the people on the podcast. Uh, So to my left, deliberately on my left. uh,
1: (laughs) Uh, That's very telling. We have
0: uh, Emma Emma Tautolo. So uh, why don't you say who you are, what you do?
2: Uh, I'm Emma Tautolo. As Jim just said, I work for a sports ministry called Athletes in Action. It's like the sports branch of a large organization called Crew, and I'm a resident here at Tempe,
0: mm-hmm. so yep.
2: I kick it a lot, you know, around yeah. the spot.
0: Yeah, that's that's great, and and one of the things that we've done is, first of all, if you haven't seen the diagram that we're talking about, you might want to go back to Warren and my um, sermon yep. from, mm-hmm. what was it, August 2nd? Yeah,
1: yep. yep, August 2nd.
0: Or look on YouTube, we've got a couple of yeah, videos, but we're going to be there. It's, that, that might be a helpful diagram there. Um, we've named these four po- political religions of the modern left, which would be progress, the modern right, which would be responsibility, the postmodern left, which would be identity, and the postmodern right, which would be security. Uh, Emma, where would you place yourself? Which way do you lean? You don't give allegiance to any of those. You give your allegiance to Jesus. True that. Where do you lean? What are you sympathetic to?
2: Um, So I would lean uh, left and I would probably I'd lean in the lower left corner. So I would lean (laughs) in post my I would lean in identity, the identity quadrant, um, because I like I think I tend to like historical narratives, I think, really, really matter Mm. um, in how like people flourish today. Mm-hmm. And I often think um, we've seen systems be really messed up for people. Yeah. And so I tend to think like um, progress won't always fix it, but actually God's people sometimes need to shake the gates mm-hmm. and um, to see, to, to advocate and care for, for everyone. Mm-hmm. So
0: To be a voice for the voiceless. Yeah. yeah. Says something about that in... Proverbs 31. Come
2: on. You know Proverbs yeah, 31 no, woman no, no. over here. <laughs> hey, That's
0: right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. So over over to my right and deliberately over to my right. <laughs> I didn't realize Jim was
3: operating on so many levels. <laughs> right, you know? yeah. I was like, like so, so many literally. Layers, yeah. <laughs> so many layers.
0: We have Jason Raver. Who are you and what do you do?
3: Uh, my name's uh, Jason. I work here at the church. I work uh, in the central ops, so I work for all the congregations. But I'm an elder here at Tempe. Hmm. And yeah, love it here.
0: And you're our oldest elder,
3: our Uh, uh, longest standing elder? Well, now Tim Anderson has me probably by a month or two. Okay, yeah. So not in age, but in being an elder. Right,
0: right. And so where would you, last, last time you were on the podcast, you introduced yourself, but where would you place yourself on that one? Yeah,
3: so last time I was in the top right, and this time... I'm in the top right. There you go. <laughs> Responsibility. That's, yeah. I well, that's better mine. than
2: Warren.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm jumper. flopper like Warren. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Before
0: I even speak. So Before we've I mean, got chance. we've got me and Warren here, which I would claim are probably just like the perfect balance,
2: yeah. closest to yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks guys. But yeah, if, yeah,
0: if someone was gonna critique you, Warren, <laughs> where would they put you? Um,
1: yeah, I would where? say they would say I lean more into the top right quadrant. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with that being said, I think um, I can understand and have come to learn more about the bottom left. Um, <laughs> and um, I also...
3: Can lean in that direction as
1: well. Okay. Oh,
2: thank you, Warren, for that yeah. nuance. For Welcome sure. back to our quadrant. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's the interesting. Yeah. You know, caddy corner. You know, Jim was saying that the caddy corners have the hardest time understanding each other. So yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah. That's a I, good I, crossover I you got so. there. Mm-hmm.
0: But I, I think I think Warren has such, like, he's so close to Christ that he yeah. can, like, see the value <laughs> yeah. and all of these. He's yeah. hanging
3: on the middle of yeah. that cross, <laughs> right, 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 in between the quadrants. Right. Wow.
0: Yeah. What, and, and, an, what an honor it is
3: to be here yeah. with you, Warren. Thank you.
1: I,
0: I, I, so the upper right responsibility. Yeah. And uh, I would put myself really high on the modern and kind of going back and forth between the conservative and the progressive, the, the sure. left and the right, uh, depending on who's in the room. I tend to take on a contrarian view Um, Hmm. and um, so with that said, deliberately we've got a mix here because we want to talk specifically about the upper right quadrant, this religion of responsibility, both conservative and modern. Um, And if we were to put a creed to that, like we've talked about, it would be pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Hmm. So let's let's first like describe this quadrant a little Hmm. bit. So playing on the premise of if this was a religion, who would some of the prophets be, some of the the powerful speakers that end up forming it? In other words, what podcast do you listen to, Jason?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah, so I guess we're starting with Podcasters, or who's or, speaking to or, that, or
0: whoever. Like if if you read or whatever, yeah, I've, I've been
3: known to read a few times. A books. Yeah, these yeah. prophets. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, probably you're looking at like Jordan Peterson, uh, Ben Shapiro. Um, it, what would typically have been your Republican Party? Um, the I guess, Bushes, yeah, Reagan, Bushes, Reagan's. Um, uh, those like, are kind yeah. of your your political. Uh, folks that are there um i would say probably you know it's tough last time we talked about how uh sometimes big institutions are, are upper left but i would say like big institutions that are maybe more corporate
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: tend to be probably in the upper right yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, like big businesses big, big and big businesses
3: like but also i would even probably say too like uh business startups and, like, mom-and-pop shops and stuff like that. I think yeah. I, I, that that crosses over top. But I think I would I would put that in the top right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of have a question on Jordan Peterson. I think he would be really high modern. Yeah. Um, And kind of in the center. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his, you know,
3: his whole, like, 12 rules for life, I mean, it basically it's sort are simple yeah. of like clean your room you know it's all about kind of individual responsibility and like That's get a good yourself point. in order and then that'll help get society I was thinking
1: like Jocko too Yeah.
3: oh yeah Jocko Willing.
1: Jocko Willing. yeah if people mm-hmm. don't
0: know who he is
1: he's a podcaster former military he's um, a
0: marine um, for, oh sorry he, Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and he tells you to Take, take responsibility for whatever. For whatever it is. Even if no excuses. Not your fault.
2: <laughs> Did he write a book about if owners, like, ins- taking ownership? It's called
0: Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership, yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. People yes. yeah. oh, people love that guy. Yes. Yeah. And I actually have heard yes. the book is awesome.
0: I like him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's yeah. a great representative of yeah. that one. You know, in a world where responsibility is hard to come by, yeah. uh, it's yeah. kind of refreshing to get a guy who will say, like, Own you it. know, the yeah the monsoon in bangladesh take i take responsibility it
2: <laughs> <laughs> was my fault <laughs>
0: <laughs> my fault
2: no yeah. but it really it, it, it is refreshing that like le- like leadership wise like Absolutely. of this like yeah that you like extreme ownership, ownership. ownership you yeah. own your like i'm like that is refreshing in leadership so, yeah
0: yeah yeah totally um so I, would you throw anyone else on that list emma
2: no the people i wrote down were just the the President, I put mm. the George Bush, yeah, and Reagan, even though, well, yeah, I've only heard a lot about Reagan. It's not like i was I wasn't really. I was born right around when he was the President, yeah, yeah. so, yeah,
0: I think he was the one who really got that movement, yeah, a lot of
1: momentum, like yeah. a lot of pushback on like social services and yeah. like, you know, just <laughs> being able to, you know, uh, advance yourself economically, and yeah. um, that kind of spirit behind like can-doism, right? Like I can, we can do it.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I would throw. Uh, you've got economists like Milton Friedman, yeah. Friedrich Hayek, and mm-hmm. especially Thomas Thomas
1: Hole. Yeah. yeah, because he's a black
0: yep. guy and he says like, yeah. you got to take responsibility and those sorts of things. Right, so, right.
1: Yeah, uh, that would be his view of like how people of color are gonna advance or lift themselves up in yeah. this country. Is like you have to take ownership and. Um, yeah,
0: I've noticed that a lot of times with soul like he he really
1: mm-hmm. is
0: very thoughtful, but most people don't read him. They mostly weaponize him. Yeah, um, That's but when you do read him, you see that there is a great deal of nuance yep. there. Um, and then maybe like some what would be some sacred texts? Like the if if people are doing their devotionals daily. They're 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 either reading or listening to some text, yeah. that is shaping their life. It's like their spiritual rhythm. Maybe even more. They might say people might be like, I'm a I'm definitely a Christian, but if you looked at what is the input that's truly shaping their life.
1: You know, I was thinking about this question. I don't have like a sacred text per se, but I can say like the spirit behind the American dream mm. um, of that, like you can come to this country with whatever your means are. And if you take the responsibility and work hard enough, you can work yourself up into, you know, uh, a high degree of high level of uh, economic prosperity. Um, yeah. If you just kind of work hard at it, take responsibility for your life every day that you can like the world is your oyster.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
3: what, what, yeah, what would you say? I don't know sa- sacred texts. I don't know, but I, I almost I feel like uh, the the texts or the narratives that are revered are the success stories. Yeah, ah. yes, yes. So started yeah. here and now they're here. Look how right. great this is, and look how great the system is right. that has helped them achieve that. And yeah, anybody or, can do it. So well, I would say it, I would yeah. contrast it, and this maybe I can get spicy with Emma here to oh. the bottom left, where I'd say their sacred texts are. Failures, hmm. like more pointing towards this is how it was bad. This is how this thing has gone bad, and then top right is this is how this has gone good.
2: Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. I yeah. think the bottom left we would focus on like the the injustices and the foundations that have <laughs> played into where we are now. Yeah. Um Whereas your side would say like we had a black president, what about Oprah? You know, yeah. like, been, it, the way I would put it is like, you take the, um, the exception and make it the rule.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: So, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I, you know, when I'm thinking of sacred texts, I'm thinking of uh, probably ha- about half of the folks on Fox News. The other half would kind of be in the security. Yeah. Video. I'm thinking of, um, I don't know what else like a ben shapiro podcast yeah, yeah like the weight and authority with which that oh, yeah. carries with people yeah um would probably be substantial in a lot of people more than even like the prophet amos or something like that um in a lot of people just like cnn or npr just, would yeah. carry more weight in some of the other ones um so within each of these each of these is uh has its its origins mm-hmm. in 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 the goodness of creation. There is some aspect of God's world that is being seen, affirmed, and then just amplified and and reduced into the to the only thing or the major thing. Um, so let's spend some time reflecting on like where do we see the goodness of creation um in this in the re- responsibility, like what is good? What would Jesus affirm about some of the themes that are mer- emerging from this?
3: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think just even that word responsibility, and I think um, recognizing that our our personal actions have value. Yeah, um, and that you know, so idea uh, thoughts like personal sanctification or progressive mm-hmm. sanctification or moving...
0: Progressive sanctification? Uh, yeah, you know,
3: hey, yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you moving explain progressive <laughs> sanctification? Yeah, yeah just the, the the progress of your sanctification. So basically becoming, you know, holier and holier and more and more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think there's a good, you know, we're, there's definitely a bad side of that, but if we're talking about the goods right now, I, I think... The good side of that is is acknowledging uh, your own sinfulness and yep. then acknowledging your part in dealing with that. Hmm. And, you know, but it's hard to talk just about the good without going to the bad of that. But
2: I'll You can just leave the it there for now. Yeah, I'll, yeah, just, yeah. I'll
3: just leave it there.
1: But. Emma,
0: I, w- I want to hear from you. I'll give you a second to think <laughs> Y'all about are it. Like, go on ahead yeah, and yeah. tell us.
1: No, I mean, what? yeah, I mean, like, in we talked about it in our sermon, but in like, Genesis 2, like, God imparts a responsibility on, like, Adam and Eve to care for the garden. Yeah. Right? Like, there's a, a good sense of, like, them being able to um, to tend to the garden, to keep it, to name the animals. Like, there's a sense of responsibility that is uh, given to them uh, by God. So, yeah. like, yeah, just like from the beginning, we see that, like, God wants us to be responsible for when it comes to creation. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: I, I think if you even if you look at, at text, you know, when it talks about um, – before pointing out your neighbor's sin, you know, look at the log in your own eye. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of summed up in that to where it's it's more of a it's more of a looking at yourself and saying, What can I do to address my own sin and to take care of my own business right. before yeah. trying to tell other right. people what's going on?
2: Yeah, well, I also think Well, um, I think the institution of the family yeah. like it takes the responsibility and says, like, listen, it's not on my kids' teachers, it's not on like um everyone else to raise my kids but it's it's on me to disciple my children into the ways of jesus and so Mm. and and i think that that's true god Mm -hmm. it's an incredible stewardship to be a parent or to you know to be a mentor and i think it does it puts it puts responsibility on like listen if if we would all <laughs> disciple our children in the ways of Jesus, we would probably change the world. Yeah, you know, we mm-hmm. would we would make a dent in the things that we see Absolutely. don't reflect the Bible, don't reflect who God is. Like if we raise our families and our kids and our communities that way, mm. we would see the world change.
0: Yeah, you see a strong, hard work ethic right from
1: it. Yeah, like there are texts that say like if you don't work, you don't eat. Like you know what I mean. There's there's texts that talks about um, yeah the uh, uh, results of slothfulness, right? Mm -hmm. There's like a responsibility that we are to have in life if we are to like, you know, survive. Like that's, that's critical to our survival. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And it actually undercuts a lot of the fatalism that pops up in the world. Um, I remember someone, a missionary telling me a story about how there was a, that, you know, you would go to this certain village, I forget what, where the location is. And you would see this beautiful picture of of these women all day long, holding yeah. water on their head and walking to the well and bringing water back and forth. And it made gr- for great photography. But when you pressed in deeper uh, to what was going on, they had a worldview that was animistic in a sense. It said like the ground is sacred and you can't like dig it up or else you'll like offend the soil God or something like that. And, um, and that, and that women were born as women and had to, were fatal. It was like their fate to do the lesser, the Mm. harder work and the less important work. And so all day long they were just carrying their, this water on their head. But a biblical when the gospel was preached, there was a biblical worldview that came into place that said, actually, we have responsibility over this ground and the responsibility to cultivate cult- it. And they dug a canal that brought it to the village. Wow. And instead of messing with these women's necks um, all day long carrying mm-hmm. this water back and forth, they were they were given this sense of agency, mm. this responsibility over the ground. Um, to, to care for it and to provide for their families, and that women and men were created equal and had this equal dignity of agency and, yeah. and work. Hmm. And, and some might step in and say, well why are you why are you challenging uh, the local culture there? Um, yeah. But that actually the challenge of that local culture, Was actually a very liberating thing.
1: Yeah, and I can just like, you know, that makes me think of something that this may get me canceled, but that's all right. Like I'm okay with that. Hey,
0: if (laughs) you have cancel culture, yeah, I don't care.
1: I don't care care, you all. Um, So, (laughs) um, yeah, and that is some of my. Like what you're describing there, with that like sense of agency that is given like to, to them in that situ- those women in that situation, that's some of my um, I guess struggles when it comes to like even the conversation around race um, in the country. It's like um, I think sometimes even the best good intention liberals in the way that they approach the issue um, when it comes to like injustice and stuff like that, it feels like an uh, almost. Um, yeah it feels like the way that they're people of color talked about some some ways like their agency has been removed from them and it's just like everything is just happening to them Mm -hmm. um and so um yeah that that don't you think
0: that's happened at some point at least slavery is that yes
1: yes no no i agree i agree they are like and i'm not saying that it's things haven't happened i'm not saying that but i'm saying like um, there is uh, like a responsibility that we have as humans as well to like care for our, like communities and to like make good and wise decisions. I'm like, it almost feels like when the conversation is framed that way, it's like this people, because all of this has happened to them, they are incapable of making like any good decisions. Mm. And I don't think that's helpful.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, um, so we have affirmed the good. Yeah. Let's let's talk about. Let's talk about the fall. Yeah. So when, when responsibility becomes an ultimate thing and ultimately like an idol that all of life is oriented around, Yeah. um, wh- where do we, see, where do we see life starting to go awry to diminish? Cause all idols <laughs> result in the
2: diminishing of God's world. Where would you see that? Well, I think. The for me, the hugest idol I see in it is is individualism yeah' it's like you absolutely. totally disregard community you regard you disregard the context of which um like scripture was given to us like that we theologize in community, right it well you also it also disregards, I think Shalom yeah, like mm-hmm. this idea of universal flourishing that we all flourish together Um, because because we're so it's all about like individualism me and my family we're good we get ours and so it disregards yeah like this idea of like how do we how does everyone flourish like none of us Mm -hmm. flourish unless we're all flourishing I think that is uh, the concept of biblical shalom Um, I think it affects like we just think um, like in kind of what you said Warren but like because of this stuff that's been done, people can't make to it to right. Like you have this idea of like, pull your bootstraps up. You you can, you can we yeah. have a black president. You can be anything right. you want to be. And in some, I do in think in some ways, in some ways yeah. that is Absolutely. true. Like, right, we do have agency given by God and yes. knowing like, but because of things like slavery, sure. because there were laws, that were legislated, yes. that legislated racism. Um, like the, what 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 I call it, like this historical collective psyche of a whole people and the historical collective trauma of a whole people. Like how do you expect that that doesn't affect things Absolutely. today? Like um, I just, I'm like, that's crazy. Like there's, yeah. there are so many things, even about um, the way like inner city communities yeah. were made. They were made that way because of legislated racism yes you know and i'm like and there are things at play so it doesn't like so my thing is like of course i don't take agency away like it's not like you have zero responsibility um but it but we can't just ignore these historical narratives that have greatly affected um the way we do justice the way we operate today the way whole people groups um and and the psyche of whole people groups and the trauma like affect the way we all flourish mm-hmm. um, together and mm-hmm. so um, but individualism will do that because yeah. we'll just if i'm good me and mines is good then we're good yeah you know and i'm like that's not true
0: yeah
3: yeah um, i think i think it's interesting you bring up individualism because i feel like that's far less pervasive up top than it is down below because i feel like up mm. top we have a we have a collective truth. We have a truth that, uh, that society or community operates on. And mm-hmm. down low, it's more of a my truth. It's more of an individual. This is what's good for me. And that's why I don't, I don't, our categories that are never going to be perfect. Because right. I, I do see what you're saying. Because part of my critique of the top right when I was talking, especially in terms of the Christian walk and the Christian sanctification, is that it this idea of pull yourself up, do it yourself – totally removes the need for Jesus and the Holy Spirit totally. to shape yeah. you and yeah. guide you. absolutely. And it makes you, it makes, I think all these do this in a bit, but I think it can make you uh, the author and perfecter of your own faith. Faith, uh, yeah. uh, absolutely. Which it shouldn't be. I think that's so detrimental.
0: So going back to the individualism thing, yeah. um, I think what you're talking about is the distinction between universal truth versus relative truth hmm. versus, and... Individualism is sort of caught up in the collectivism individualism spectrum. Yeah. Um, whereas I think the identity, it really is, it's uh, it's about more collective identities like being black, being woman. You know, a lot of those sorts of things. Um, but its conception of truth is more located in the individual. In the individual. Whereas in the more conservative modern deal it's it's more of the individual but acts i think it's focused world. on the
3: individual but i think if you at least my understanding or at least the way i look at it is is because you're you're dropping it down to the lowest denominator or the lowest individual because you want that shalom and that flourishing in society so i think i think to its detriment sometimes people will be like it's all about me but I think as a philosophy, it would say, if I get me right, I get my family right, I get my community right, I It'll get change my the world. nation right, yeah. mm-hmm. that that would bring
0: about peace. And and it would if there weren't, A, sin, yeah. um, and B, if everyone was starting at the same level, yeah. at yeah, the same, same opportunity, exactly. yeah. uh, yeah. those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but, the, but, there, but there is
3: sin, and nobody anywhere starts at the exact same place.
0: Exactly. So. 100%. That's so, <laughs> uh, why I think that so, I'm like,
2: <laughs> <no>, That's <exactly. laughs> our differences. So
0: you say that, and then everybody, no matter where they lean, they're like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, a, uh-huh. I, that's just a
3: fact yeah. we can all agree on, I think. Yeah. But I think it's, yeah.
0: Well, and, and I think we're, one of the fallen aspects of it is that, if pushed to its core, you know, Ayn Rand would be another one that might lean in there. Um, this hyper responsibility of you just look out for you, the yeah. state has no role, these sorts of things. It can tend its toward a social Darwinism that's just kind of like a survival of the fittest. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, that uh, if that thing gets its full momentum, My daughter, who's on the autism spectrum, Mm -hmm. who, uh, if she works twice as hard as a lot of the people in that deal, is still not going to get economically ahead. She may have to live with us for a long time, if not forever. Um, She has literally special needs. And if it's just kind of like a pull yourself up by your bootstraps, she doesn't have the same bootstraps that everyone, the magical bootstraps. Yeah. Um, and so, but on the other hand, with her, I don't want to just treat her as if her identity is
2: right. autism, Yeah,
0: but to say that she does have agency, that she does have a responsibility even, uh, to cultivate what has been given to her and steward what has been given to her. Yeah. So with this one, uh, you know, all religions have their false reductionistic uh Satan or their false redu- reductionistic evil it picks one aspect of the world and it says that's what the problem is yeah so with the religion of responsibility what would it say this is what the problem is
1: um it would it would say the problem is that people are lazy mm. um, they don't want to work hard and they just want like uh I guess a sense of entitlement yeah. That, uh, like, you know, we are just entitled. People, some people feel that they are entitled to receive anything or receive everything without any sort of hard work.
0: Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. What would you yeah. say to that, Jason? Would you
3: concur? No, I definitely agree with that, yeah. I would say maybe, like, uh, government solving your
0: problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, Sure, sure. Uh, it, it, it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. I think that would be kind of a... A false Satan. So then, Mm. therefore, what is the false Savior? Yourself. How so?
1: Um, You know, it feels that, you know, it, 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 the, the, this quadrant responsibility comes across that like you are capable of completely raising your situation um, apart from. Um, your environment, apart from any historical narratives, apart from everything that, if, as long as you work hard enough in yourself and you um, garner up that spirit, that you can just do it and overcome whatever may come. That uh, you can um, change your circumstances mm.
0: in life. Yeah. What? Well, how? How is that counter to the gospel?
1: Well, I mean, the whole the the the. the The crux of the gospel message is you couldn't save yourself, that there was something outside of yourself that had to happen for you to actually have peace with God, which was uh, the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is completely um, counter to the gospel that says that you can save yourself. And throughout scripture, um, we see like god constantly counting as righteous people who didn't save themselves it was completely his doing right like we see that theme of like grace to the the baron right the baron who couldn't um you know we think about sarah or or hagar like these folks who they couldn't uh take responsibility for the situation but it is god's doing alone yeah it's like uh, uh what was what saved them was ultimately their salvation so yeah um yeah i think the gospel is actually very much um if you fall into that quadrant it's very hard to like reconcile that with the gospel that says you couldn't save yourself yeah
2: i think another false savior in that quadrant could be morality mm. like you think it, like there's the idea if we just all had good morals like yeah. if we had good morality like the world would be a different place um it would we would yeah we could fix a lot of the problems that we see
3: i think it's more a specific set of morality Mm. yeah i think each quadrant has their exactly that's a great point
2: yeah Yeah, because that's what i was saying more depending on how you define morality it's dangerous because then you're you're talking about like uh, just undermining like whole cultures where you're like well in our culture this is actually what's right right and Mm -hmm. this is wrong in your culture or we think this is biblical so you're unbiblical and i'm like ah that's dangerous Mm. um Yeah. yeah
0: It's it's interesting how the moral code. This kind of goes off of the, the diagram a bit, but like the moral code by which you judge the world is, tends to be the things with which you most easily. Can You're deal. good at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The worst sins are the ones you don't struggle with. Exactly. <laughs> true, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, what? You know, we were talking about the f- how it. Contrast with the gospel. Yeah. And, you know, this is one that I can lean into sometimes. Mm. Um, and when I do, I find th- that often what it will produce is a lack of awe and wonder toward mm. God. Because uh, when I feel like I'm basically doing a good job myself yeah. and I'm holding things together myself, there's just a sense that. You know, maybe I kind of need Jesus a little bit in, on like Absolutely. a cosmic level, but on a human level, I'm doing Absolutely. pretty good. You know,
3: yeah. I, I think that's w- when Jesus tells the rich young ruler and or explain you know, what yeah. he tells him, and then explains to his disciples that it's very difficult for a rich man yeah. to enter the kingdom of God. I think it's because of that. Hmm. I think for a, a big part of that, if you have experienced, you know, whether you've, I guess, received it from your family or earned it yourself, you've. You don't naturally feel as easily like God has blessed you. Like mm, you almost yeah. feel like you've been blessed by your own hands.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, so true. Well, Bob Goudsward who I've brought up before, mm-hmm. he really makes the case that in all ideologies, if there isn't Christ who dies for you, each ideology will make its own human sacrifice. Yeah. It will It will choose a group of humans um, that it's okay with sacrificing, and they will suffer uh, for the sake of the rest of the whole. So last week we talked about with progress, the human sacrifices like babies, abortion, yeah. those sorts of things but with responsibility. What's the human sacrifice? What's being sacrificed instead of the death of Christ?
1: I was just thinking like the poor,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like people who are economically disadvantaged, they're, um, you know, sacrificed on the altar of like, they're just not able to be responsible, so they don't, you know, they deserve everything that comes to them, right? Mm and again, the gospel completely counters that narrative because it doesn't give us what we deserve.
3: Mm. Um, so, um, is that a is that a, a sacrifice? I'm struggling with that, yeah. saying that okay. there's a sacrifice there because uh, it, it seems. And, and maybe this is a sacrifice, but maybe a, a, a lack of willingness to to help would that be more of a sacrifice? Because I don't know that there's a. Or, or maybe help me think through this, but how is there like an actual like. Action or narrative? Yeah, no, a that's a good point. It's a, it's, a it a, it's a passive,
0: it's a passive thing. Um, so it would be more of a
3: it's it's more it's more of a maybe a lack of of sympathy or empathy. Oh, empathy okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. Call out my blind spot here, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, a lack of listening.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, no, learning. No, yeah. it's it's. A human being made in the image of God um, survives rape, um, flees, goes through a gas chamber and is tortured, loses three kids in the process, uh, lives as a um, refugee in a refugee camp, experiences even more horrific things. Loses an arm, um, starves, um, then uh, does everything right to to go into the refugee process, and then is just about to become a refugee and get a place in America or somewhere else. And then people are like, yeah, I think we have too many immigrants here, and shuts it off. And that person spends another 20 years over there. That's a human sacrifice.
3: That, that feels to me like a bottom right sacrifice, though.
0: Yeah, th- that's a uh, that. I think that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, the the. Hmm. Let me think about that because I think so, you made a good point.
2: Well, the way okay. I heard your question, save that
0: one for two weeks. From yeah, me. sounds good. So the way
2: I heard your question, Jim, is just who gets the sh- like, who gets thrown under the bus in this quadrant, like who gets who suffers, who yeah. suffers, yeah, who gets like the the short end of the stick, yeah, um, whether people intend for it to happen or not. And I was thinking the poor right. or the most vulnerable, um, like people with special needs but also like yeah economically disadvantaged um because i think like this unchecked this this quadrant unchecked could lead to people devoid of compassion empathy or generosity Mm. because it's all about i mean again this is unchecked i'm not saying like this is everyone but i do think it could lead to that like and i think of Um, like in who God was swarming and shaping his people to be from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And the law, the gleaning laws that he gave Israel, like, listen, y'all need to leave food behind so the people, the the poor, the can come, there is a way for them to live and survive. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking like this, this thing unchecked far out, the people that suffer are the poor, the most vulnerable, the marginalized of our communities Mm -hmm. um, who aren't in the centerfold, but...
1: I was just thinking about this too and like maybe we can unpack this thought or like as i talk about it because i haven't said this maybe before. this is the one i guess <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah probably his last one but let's see uh, no but i'm just thinking like the natural trajectory of how our lives like our like our lives like when we're babies and kids like we cannot be responsible for ourselves right Right. there's like Mm -hmm. parents and family and community that needs to be responsible for us and then there's like that small period in the grand scope of things where we're able to kind of do things and you know um if you know most of us i'm not speaking for everyone are able to like kind of control somewhat of outcomes or you know to 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 have some sense of responsibility over our lives but then we get old again and it's like we can't be responsible for ourselves like Mm -hmm. there's like people that need to care for us like a whole uh, social security system's like so there is like a sense that in life that like that it almost dispels the notion of complete responsibility and just like how the trajectory of life goes
3: yeah mm-hmm. for sure on the individual autonomous yeah. level yeah, yeah. absolutely
0: mm-hmm. yeah jason would you would you say that people in that quadrant tend to have less compassion on the poor uh, that's uh, <laughs> I, I want to say
3: no. Hey, if, I know you do. Say it, Jason. Say it, Jason. Say it. Even if you look at where most charity and giving comes from, it's your top right quadrant.
0: Yeah, but honestly, does most charity does not actually go to serving the poorest of the poor, does it? But we think it does. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, and, uh, you know, I I would say But what what do you mean? Like you're saying most
3: nonprofits don't actually do what they say they're going to do?
0: No, I mean that most nonprofits are like um I don't know, they're they're just, you know, they're like other things. Um I'm <laughs> try- just trying to
1: trying to walk a fine
0: line. <laughs> yeah. I know. I am trying not to throw anything under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Um <sighs> but uh yeah so <laughs> and and then i do think that i, I, I do was, think I, that within nonprofits there sometimes is this perpetuation of the bureaucracy
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, to where it's actually doing a lot of just funding jobs yeah. rather than actually yeah uh, solving the problem maintaining or its or its yeah maintaining its existence
1: yes absolutely yeah.
3: Yeah. no i get that um, mm. i, I it's it's tough because finding myself in that quadrant and and being somebody that cares about that stuff i i just feel like it's more maybe solutions based so it seems less sympathetic because it's more maybe focused on building the canals building the wells doing this than it is about the actual person maybe getting the water to the well but but because there's a care for humanity Maybe on a a broader level than there is the individual, it's more focused on systems and structures than it is listening and grieving and hearing and kind of more of maybe your more more emotional connections. I I was thinking about that. Um,
1: Which is
2: good and we need that. Yeah, yeah. That's like, absolutely, really, I was thinking
1: about that, but I wonder sometimes for folks who really fall
0: into that quadrant, like deeply into a responsibility quadrant, the person who they're looking,
2: than this woman and with her circumstances and she lived off of she didn't live off of she had welfare that supplement like she was able to live Mm. because of welfare Mm -hmm. supplementing with all her hard work like that i'm like i wish she could just retire if i was rich i'd pay for her to retire right now (laughs) you know but and i'm like so all of your critique of welfare and like i was like you're just looking at the people who abuse it, right. but you're not looking at the poor who actually really need it, mm. like who actually like welfare helps them stay afloat and their circumstances have beat the crap out of them in life. Mm-hmm. And these things like this is like I'm like, this is care for the poor. People are like, yeah. well, the church should do it. And I'm like, we should. Why can't we all do it as a team? Yeah. Government, church, programs. Like, why can't we all enter in to help the marginalized, the, the, people, yeah. the who, people who people have made bad decisions? We offer grace. We offer help. Like I'm just like, why can't this be a team effort with all institutions going after this? So that's yeah. some I'm, of how, like what I think when I think of this stuff. But
3: yeah, I, th- I think a, a valid critique would be, um, would be a focus on abuses of of systems. Yeah, you know, uh, like yeah. so of yeah. welfare, a focus on the people that shouldn't be getting it. Yeah, um, and so it comes hard at the whole system without seeing. Maybe the the goods of it and the, yeah. uh, that it can do. Um You
0: know, growing up I saw both.
2: Yeah. I saw yeah.
0: I mean within yeah. even my own family. Um us see, I'm not gonna throw anyone in <laughs> 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 uh, No names, Jim. Don't throw names out. I sure hope Uncle <laughs> yeah. Uncle <Moles> ain't listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but you would get you would get um the person who Uh, had like literally disabled because of like uh, certain head trauma and things like that Mm -hmm. but still raising three kids and you know and the condescending look that people would give to this person Hmm. or treat this person Um, and then on the other hand you know there were some times where it was like I'm trying to be so non-specific <laughs> uh, that, uh, and a person would had the opportunity to get jobs, but because of the programs that were helping yeah. her out, um, it was act- it would actually be a pay cut. Yeah. In order for her to like get a job. Yeah. And it would diminish her life to do so. <laughs> I feel Uh, like there's
1: some of that conversation even going on now, right? With like, how much do we do for COVID relief and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, you you don't want to give people too much. Otherwise, you know, they won't feel that incentive to be responsible for themselves and work and go find a job.
0: And and you know what it did to this person who isn't named (laughs) is there's a a certain shame that comes from that yeah, uh, and a certain dignity and like sense of purpose that comes with work. That probably more effect than the lack of money was the shame mm-hmm. of being in that and and, and th- therein lies my actual critique if you want to be me to be really honest is when we drift into the responsibility deal, there can tend to be a condescending uh lack of heart and compassion mm-hmm. toward the poor, yeah. even when there's generosity, mm-hmm. it's still like, I still don't want to be around you. Right?
1: Yeah. It's like, here you go. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, well, let's, let's think a little bit about if someone finds themselves leaning that direction, the church needs people who lean in that direction. But we also need that person needs to be very aware of how to further grow in Christ and mature in their faith. Mm-hmm. So, if that is the case, um, what would you say if you were going to guide people in that quadrant to parts of Scripture to immerse themselves in? Where would you where would you suggest? I, I, Actually, while we're thinking of that, I think maybe the flip question would be good, too, is what are the parts of Scripture that people in that quadrant tend to really go to and, and affirm?
3: Oh, yeah, we love the Scriptures on personal holiness. We love a good <laughs> sermon on repentance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: The the, the Proverbs on prosperity. Yeah, and, right. Ecclesiastes yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. some of that wisdom literature. Um, I think if we... Th- Continue and never forget, be, like or get beyond what the crux of the gospel is too. That mm. like we could not save ourselves. As responsible as you want to think that you are for your life, there is no way that you could have personally um, closed the 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 separation between humanity mm-hmm. and God. Cool. That it took yeah. someone from the outside. It's a God coming in personally and and doing that work. So, um, you know, there and and from out out of that out, outpouring of that is like. Grace is unmerited. Yeah. Like it's not a meritocracy uh, Mm -hmm. when it comes to to, to grace and how God views us. So, yeah, just thinking about some of that and just even like I was talking about earlier, how God, the people who we see called throughout Scripture, a lot of times are like just folks who are not able (laughs) to be like the most they're not the most responsible, um, the most. Um, what we would esteem as the, the, the best characters of people, but, like, God still
0: like, works. like who? Some examples. Oh, man. Even,
1: like, you look at some of the judges, right? I'm thinking, like, Gideon and um, uh, Abraham, right? Like, uh, yeah. Abraham, like, <laughs> he does a good deal of deception throughout his story, right? Yeah. Um, and there are ways that, like— yeah, Rahab. Rahab. Yeah, yeah. You know, we look at some of these biblical— characters you know they don't we were talking about that moral code that this code that this quadrant kind of esteems people to. they weren't able to meet that yeah but it wasn't their own doing that like the that uh was was what made them counted as like righteous in the eyes of god it was god's doing alone
0: Mm. so
1: that's good
2: i would probably well i think just in the gospels like the life of jesus like i think the people that he encountered like i just think the woman at the well who made all the bad decisions Mm -hmm. and god met her at the well and like called her out but loved her and she went like just um the woman the woman with the issue of blood who touched his robe who'd Mm -hmm. been marginalized likely for years and years and years and with no like just just like jesus giving grace to the most vulnerable, to the the people who did nothing to earn it. Um, even though that woman at the well, she did earn it because she paid for doctors and they couldn't heal her. But, um, and then I said it earlier, um, but I just think even like generosity to, to the poor or like the unfortunate, like I just think even if we read... Like in the old testament like who god wanted us to be like who god wanted his his people to be it was this generous people and he set up laws so that we did it so that like the governing rule of then you know israel that they would live this way that they would be a people who were this way um i don't know i just feel like the biblical story affirms it too
1: yeah and it's like All throughout, we see in the law, it's like God is telling us to feel responsibility towards the poor, towards Mm -hmm. the oppressed, towards the sojourner. It's not like, oh, those people, because they weren't able, you know, because they're at this place in society, they should be disregarded. It's like actually the opposite. Like we really need to care about them. Yeah. And it's like God is recognized, like God knows that the impacts of sin is what puts people into these positions. Mm -hmm. And so, with that being a reality, you know, we are to re- be responsible for them. We are be- to be um, caring for them and empathetic for them. And, um, you know, when that's not being done, that's, you know, we see like the dire qu- consequences yeah. and the wrath of God poured yeah. out right. when these people aren't cared for. Right. The the wrath of God. Yeah, the wrath of God.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I would say, I mean, you mentioned the prophets, um, yeah. mm-hmm. the gospel of Luke, especially. Yes. So you yeah. may have read the, book of Mark a bunch of times, but go to the gospel. It's Luke. Right, right. Um, and just even the fact of like that God chose this weak, wandering, undesirable people and created a nation out of them to be a blessing to all the weak, wounded, right. undesirable. Uh, that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and how God is relationally drawn toward the suffering to the poor Mm -hmm. that's like the heart of God that's good so uh, what would be that would be some places in scripture what would be I guess my question would be are there spiritual disciplines um, prayer practices things like that that would be good to press into hmm I mean, Jason. I, I
3: think I think you, you say prayer practices, but I just think prayer, absolutely. particular for this quadrant, I think yeah. is good because it implies a reliance on something bigger than yourself right. and a, yeah. a, and an absolutely. asking for something that you don't mm-hmm. have. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Every aspect of prayer, in a way, undercuts this, like praise of like the greatness of God and the smallness of us. Yeah. Confession of like, I am not, right. all, you know, prayers of supplication. Like I need, I need, uh, yes, thanksgiving, the stuff I have mm-hmm. comes from him. Yes. Ultimately.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I was even thinking like, just curiosity, Um, like mm. hearing peoples that are different from you, their stories. And like, because I think what happens is a lot of times, a lot of folks who fall into this quadrant, not all the time, um, but it's like, they've experienced life one way, and it becomes the like, the, the right way in their eyes and the only way in their eyes. Um, and um, they don't realize that like, people are there are different stories and different um, things that are going on outside of their experience that affect people. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. like that sense of curiosity of um, like we said, in the, uh, the King of Kings commitment, like humble learning, yeah, I, yeah, I,
3: yeah a word that's in my yeah. head is just humility humility yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely humility I think would yeah. yeah. be a big one yeah. because yeah if, if you're focused on you and you feel like you have it figured out it's right. really easy to be prideful <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah. totally totally
2: yeah I was thinking it's kind of exactly what y'all yeah. just said but I was thinking Philippians 2 like regard others as more significant, more significant than yourself than herself, which yeah. is humility and yeah. then I was also thinking though um, which you kind of said it yeah. was nuance like I think people like Maybe this is stereotypical, but deep in the quadrant, like I think they would view the world more black and white. Yes. But people's stories are never black and white. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, there's so much nuance. Um, it doesn't mean that truth, that some truth is not black and white, right? It doesn't yeah. mean you, it doesn't mean we compromise on that. But it's like, can we be nuanced in the way that we listen and hear people Absolutely. and relate to people and understand them and have compassion um, on them? Like I just, I'm like, we need to live in nuance more than black and white. Um, when it comes to this. so
0: As we're categorizing people in these stereotypes.
2: <laughs> but Warren lives in between two. It's very nuanced. <laughs> no, totally.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Can I give a little context as to why I fall in between two? I yeah, think I've said it before in a podcast, so yeah, maybe if you've heard this g- before. Give it. So it's just that like, I come from um, immigrant background. Like my parents are are immigrated from South America from a small country called Guyana. And not only in my household, but in my community, it was made up of mostly immigrants. And a lot of immigrants, when they come to America, they come with that sense of like the American dream that I talked Mm. about earlier, Mm. that regardless of where you come from, regardless of your circumstances, that you can work hard and achieve and um, you know, just accomplish great things. So like, I probably wouldn't have realized that, but that sense of like, I can work hard and I can, you know, achieve whatever I want to. That was embedded in me because I saw it in my parents, I saw it in my aunts and uncles, I saw it in my neighbors. Um, but like, as I progressed through life and I went through life, I saw that it wasn't that black and white, right? Like yeah. There's a lot more complexities, um, in, especially in relation to just race, right? And econ- um, uh, economic class, like there's, it's just more complex than just being able to pull yourself up, up by your bootstraps. Which I read something that that wasn't even like, possible physically to do.
2: Well, it's uh, just not. <laughs> I'm like, what are both? So, hey, just kidding. No, <laughs> you should try
3: to pull yourself up. Yeah, exactly. From your feet. From your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: No, the uh, yeah. the origin of that phrase yeah. was actually a statement of the impossibility of doing something, but then it morphed <laughs> into yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's I just wanted to give like that's kind of why I feel like I can kind of see both sides because I've seen both things play out.
0: All right. So life. so yeah. I want to of end with this because yeah. the, the one thing i i thought um was the big discipline or practice would be moving toward yeah and being in relationship yeah. with the poor the hurting the most vulnerable i i'm telling you scripture would affirm this and it is just experientially true if you have this dry lack of encounter with jesus moving towards the margins not to just help or throw some money at it is where you will find jesus in relationship there and so that would be a big encouragement would be to um you know if you see someone on the autism spectrum don't just give the money to autism speaks but like build a friendship there um build build you know Find places where you can pray with, learn from, have discussion with uh, people on the margins. And so I want to kind of wrap with this, play with this, because I know that you and I Mm
1: -hmm.
0: can have this, we've got some similar things, I think, Yeah. in that when you've been there and you've, like, struggled, there can be this, like desire to be like i don't want to move back in that direction absolutely i've done my time yeah and absolutely. i feel like i'm doing pretty good now do you, is that a di- oh, experience abs- what do you mean what direction absolutely what you so if you've been in a like to be poor yeah
3: and yeah.
0: then to no longer yes. be poor oh um, yeah and then you've got cousins and oh, uncles yeah. and friends and people <laughs> like that like that Jesus would call you to move towards yeah, and you're like... Whoa, whoa, um,
1: Jesus, we're going this direction. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going forward. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, speak to that person because I think that Man. person, that's a person that shows up quite a bit at our church, I think.
1: This is a tough one and yeah. a very personal one for me. Yeah. Um, in my life, like, you know, I'll be quick, like, but, yeah, I've come from those, like disadvantaged communities like heavily policed like I've seen that and having moved away from that like physically and even in a lot of ways relationally mm-hmm. in some ways that I like needed to for my own personal like my growth as a person it's really hard sometimes to turn around and say like hey let me give you a hand forward like let me give you a hand out a hand up um, and I think that's just because we are the be- our 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 view of like progress is that like we just must go forward um that we must like our life must continue in this trajectory forward away from those horrible things for us to progress as people yeah um but that's a false narrative yeah um i think uh the real narrative is that like as we are um going forward and growing in our lives what really needs to happen is that like there are people just like us in those communities, there are people just like us in those disadvantaged um, places that we can offer a hand up, like we can offer a hand, um, uh, we can turn around or, or, or like, yeah, just get off the train of that narrative of like, in order for my life to move forward, like it has to look like
3: this. Yeah. Do, do you guys think it has to be, hey, here's a hand up to where I am?
0: No, that's no. that's part of, no, no, no for sure. Yeah. This, okay. Actually, this is the problem with the way I think. Yeah. If I'm being real. <laughs> yeah. Is that my relationship with a lot of a lot of folks uh, that I grew up with or whatever can I think take a condescending posture? Absolutely. Of, Let me help you Let get help where you I am. Yeah.
1: Sorry.
0: And there there are <laughs> certain folks where I've been actually discipled into new yeah. cultural ide- ideologies and. Um, there are things that I need to return to. Yes. Uh, or that, things that I need to, like, learn from.
3: Now, now if you're talking, so just clarify for me, when you say I need to return to, is if Warren's talking about places that were <laughs> impoverished or no, I'm not unsafe, talking about, like, do you feel like you have to return to those?
0: To no, no, exp- no, 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 But oh. when I'm saying, well, it, in and, relation and, and to and in some, some ways, why not? Yeah. right, like, because... And
1: especially like let's think let's think about something of like even the sense of community need, like in when, yeah. you're, when you're in a community like that, that like that is a good thing to return to, right? Like that is something that, that is good. Whereas like as you know, you maybe move forward from that, you start to think like what you were thinking that like, hey, I don't really need people, I can just be responsible for myself. Where if you're living in a community like that, you don't have the opportunity a lot of times to even take that sort of approach because you need your neighbors.
0: Yeah. And when I when I was in like high school, yeah, we had six of us living in a two bedroom apartment. Six dudes, like teenage dudes, and my mom living in an apartment. And if someone needed a place to stay, yeah. we had room. Right now, I live in a house with three bedrooms. One of them's always open, and I would be so much more hesitant to yeah. just like let someone come stay there. Um, yeah, I used to have. No money, but uh, and no one around me. But you would give the twenty-five dollars that you do have yeah. to help somebody Absolutely. out in the neighborhood. Now I've got way more money, yeah. and I'm like, well, maybe they should take a Dave Ramsey class, which, no <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which can be good. Which, yeah. Dave Ramsey could be, could be good, good. <laughs> but also I can't break with the, the that same fifty dollars. Yes. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing that I feel like I've All lost. All of a sudden,
3: so you find yourself asking the question, what are they going to do with that $50? Yeah. Like, it's more
0: important to you now even though you have more money than
3: maybe the 25 was <laughs> exactly. back in the day.
0: Yeah, but that's that can be a self-serving suspicion that justifies Protection. my no, lack yeah, of generosity. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: <laughs> I think that with every class you hop to, though, there's different values. And so, like, I think you're living by different values Good and bad, probably sure. like that. We all live by different values as th- with different classes. We live well, in. and
0: and more than just so. like values in a relativistic sense. I would say things about Jesus's kingdom yeah. that people cared about, like the believers in in this group and how they would embody the, some of that stuff. But I would look down on them because um, they don't have the. I, I can define more theological terms than they can. <laughs> yeah. But my prayer life mm. is weak. Mm. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, and I think theology is massively important. Mm-hmm. And, but also, it's theological that I don't pray very much. You know. That's <laughs> yeah. a, that's a implicit <laughs> theology.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. I, it, it,
3: I mean, there's so many questions. I don't want to keep dragging this on, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, you get the would, last...
3: Would you, would you regard it as a, a responsibility of yours to help pull those individuals from poverty through things that you would say are personal responsibility things, taking a Dave Ramsey class, or is it more about sympathizing, empathizing, going back, and learning... I mean, and I know it's probably both, but what what priority or what expectation do you put on yourself to say, here's some very practical things and things that are in God's law or in God's wisdom that would that would pull you out of poverty, or is it just like, you're impoverished? Let's deal. Yeah. Well,
0: well, I would say that there's a couple of things. One is speaking about economic poverty, and and I think, it goes both ways, right? Um, I would say, yeah, there are some of those like biblical principles and things like that, but sure. there is also a generosity that should be there that I, I feel like I've honestly lost. Hmm. On the other hand, I think that there's a spiritual poverty that I can have sometimes yes. of yes. prayerlessness, yeah. of a lack of generosity, me. a lack of yes. risk-taking um, that has been diminished as I've been in my little safe bubble. Absolutely. That Absolutely. they need to pull me out of that poverty. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I it's
2: agree. mutual.
0: Yeah. It's always yeah. mutual.
2: Like there's always something we yeah, need from good. each other. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's the body of Christ. That's the body yeah. of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And if we're siloed in any one of those uh, those camps or quadrants or siloed in any sort of way and aren't yeah. the, the body of Christ in different ages, different groups, different leanings coming together, our walk with Christ will be... Deficient. Uh, Deficient. Yeah. So with that said, go press into some uh, relationships that make you a little (laughs) uncomfortable so you can be more like Jesus. Mm. And so next time we're going to talk about... Uh, identity, the religion of identity. You get picked on next time, Emma.
2: I don't think I'm on that one.
0: Uh, we're gonna put you on that. one. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- I don't good. get to be there for that
2: one. <laughs> I know, I was like, yeah. you don't want me wow.
3: and Raver to, to be battle more. Uh, you know I want to be there. We'll, we'll get you I on. More, Bur- I think we need more Bur- mics yeah. on this. <laughs> me and
2: Raver Bur- <laughs> like to get the drink a little bit. Uh, Jason, uh, I might
3: have to send you a message. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, <laughs> need, we need a paywall where me and Emma can really get after it. You got to pay to hear it.
0: That's right. That's right. Well. Uh, with that said uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up for today yeah Uh, if you haven't signed the king of kings covenant uh, commitment not covenant commitment go ahead and do that and if you have some little individual phrase that we said that you have a big problem with you probably misheard us say something so just email me (laughs) and I'll clarify it so have a good day everyone thanks guys Thanks.
2: bye guys